This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Welcome to Indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed, and for Dr. Richie today, the one and only Francesca Fiorentini is here. I just love it when you're on because you know I adore you. But it's also, I get to say, bituation. That's right, that's the podcast. Right, I just love it. And people love it, and they love you. And so we're honored to have you back once again. It's a festive sweater, too. Thank you. You could just go on the slopes and go ski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I do, okay. but like poorly, and I'm mostly afraid the whole time. But I will good. say, if, if you thank you, I want to plug the Bituation Room. We're going to be live in San Francisco for Sketchfest. Oh. This is January 28th. That's a Sunday, 7 p.m. Emma Vigland of the Majority Report, Miles Gray of the Daily Zeitgeist, NATO Green comedian. So if you want to see me live, Bay Area, come through. It's going to be good. I'm yeah. excited to see folks there. I wish I could fly out there. I have Yay. to bring a 12 year old with the with the content be suitable for a 12 year old. Okay, yes. because she will not. Oh, well, we won't tell her that though. Okay, I think I've had Let's just keep that between us. <laughs> I'd be like, no. Uh huh. Um, speaking of no, um, somebody who was not used to hearing it, right? Um, he's long gone. And some people are still celebrating that. But there's an update because it's like the legacy lives on painful as it is. Names revealed so far in Jeffrey Epstein's list. That list, the names of 90 former associates, employees, friends, victims of Jeffrey Epstein became public on Wednesday after being unsealed. Unsurprisingly, those names included Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, and one of the spares, Prince Andrew. He's on the <laughs> list too, okay? I guess he felt like he could do whatever he wanted to do because he's not going to ascend to the throne. Oh yeah, his brother did too. Epstein on Clinton and Trump. Jeffrey Epstein had information on Donald Trump and the Clintons, so incendiary. He could have upended the 2016 presidential election if made public. According to the dead financier's younger brother, here's a direct quote. If I said what I know about both candidates, they'd have to cancel the election. That's what Jeffrey told me in 2016. Mark Epstein told the Post Wednesday, recalling a conversation he had with his brother about the showdown between Trump and Hillary Clinton. New York Post with the salacious details. Wonder what the headline looked like on the paper today, the front cover. Jeffrey Epstein told one of his sexual abuse victims, Bill Clinton, like his likes rather, his girls young. That's according to newly unsealed court documents. The bombshell claim is from a deposition given by Joanna Schoberg. Deposition transcript obtained by TMZ says Jeffrey told her Clinton likes them young, referring to girls. Clinton reportedly did not object to his identity being unsealed, and he's long been linked to Epstein. 
2019, Bill said he went on four trips on Epstein's infamous private jet as part of a humanitarian effort with the Clinton Foundation. But he denied knowledge about Epstein's crimes. Again, TMZ flushing out further details. There were other notable names that appeared on the list as well. First release list includes high profile names such as Leonardo DiCaprio, Naomi Campbell, Kate Blanchett, Cameron Diaz, David Copperfield, Al Gore, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, that's on there. You're going, I'm going to have you weigh in. Kevin Spacey, Bruce Willis, Bill Gates name has not been confirmed to be on the list. Bill Gates name has not been confirmed to be on the list, not yet. Newsweek has the details. When you look at that list though, Al Gore? Mm. For people who like to party and do certain things, I don't know what Al Gore does, but it's interesting. And doesn't mean that something nefarious went down. It's just the association with a very uh, morally bankrupt man. Yeah, that a sex trafficker. Say. A sex trafficker, thank you, okay? The words had escaped me, a sex <laughs> trafficker. Oh, let me tell you this, Fran, Bill Gates name is being floated as one of the handful of redacted names released in connection with the late convicted sex offender, Jeffrey Epstein, sex trafficker. Four of the 90 names remain redacted, however, causing speculation as to who those people are. Gates, 68, the billionaire co-founder of Microsoft has been theorized to be one of the redacted names based on his past admissions, in addition to comments made by his ex-wife, Melinda French. Lawyer Alan Dershowitz was also named. One such powerful individual that Epstein forced then minor Jane Doe number three to have sexual relations with was former Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz. Close friend of Epstein's well-known criminal defense attorney Epstein required Jane Doe three to have sexual relations with Dershowitz on numerous occasions while she was a minor, not only in Florida, but also on private planes in New York, New Mexico, US Virgin Islands. Forbes with more accounting here. Others more details on others names. Schoberg testified to meeting American magician David Copperfield at one of Epstein's houses. She added that she observed him to a friend of Epstein's. To be a friend, Copperfield and Epstein were friends. She also recalled a girl at the dinner who she thought looked like she was of high school age. Hilberg and Copperfield, she said he asked her if she knew that girls were getting paid to find other girls, referring to the recruitment of women by Epstein and Maxwell as massage therapists. It's so tragic, the details. I mean, we've known them for some time, but just hearing them again is so tragic. Michael Jackson. I met Michael Jackson at Jeffrey's house in Palm Beach. Question, did you massage him? Answer, I did not. Al Jazeera with that quote. Stephen Hawking. Hawking's name was mentioned in an email sent by Epstein to Maxwell in January 2015. In this email, Epstein told Maxwell to quote, issue a reward to any of Jeffrey's friends, family, and acquaintances to come forward and disprove the allegations, including against Hawking. The strongest is the Clinton dinner and the new version in the Virgin Islands that Stephen Hawking participated in an 
underage orgy, the email said. Look, there's so much more here. Uh, Francesca, <laughs> I, I don't know if you know Bill Gates' name <laughs> is rumored to be on the list, and I theorize I don't know that if it's not currently, it's because they were given the opportunity to fight at certain people. Certain people did. Certain people, like Bill Clinton, said I don't mind it, and maybe that's a that's a thing that their attorneys are saying don't fight it. It'll make you look guilty. I don't know. But what did you hear? Did you learn more? Yeah, I mean, I think it is really important to understand what this list means. It means that um, politicians and celebrities and um, financiers and people, uh, lawyers, um, professors, um, people with a lot of power and money were rubbing elbows, doing financial deals, and in some cases, although not all, going to the homes of and participating in coerced sexual acts with a sex trafficker. Um, yes, he was a powerful and wealthy sex trafficker, but he was a sex trafficker nonetheless. And so it is important to distinguish who was just sort of seeking financial advice, who was friends, and who like Alan Dershowitz, who is still on news outlets defending his innocence, has actual allegations at him that he on multiple occasions engaged with sex with someone who was not only underage, but potentially being held against their will. And so- Wasn't he threatening people too? That was the- yeah, I'll sue. I'm going to file the case tomorrow. Um, and team, correct me if that's incorrect information because I don't, you know, anybody can be a target at any time. But yeah, he's he's not backing down. Yeah, no, and and it and it seems it's just so ridiculous and it's so gross. And of course, again, the he likes them young. We've heard that said, Trump said it about Epstein, right? Now we're hearing it said about Clinton. What, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio like dates younger women, but let's just distinguish if these people were involved. There's another rumor that Bill Gates, not a rumor. In fact, he did have a relationship with a, a former employee. I believe he had a relationship with a Russian bridge player or bridge champion who was very young. Um, there is a fine line and there is something sick and important to understand about powerful men who are older, who regularly ha have relationships, um, some of them are consensual. Let's be, understand there are consensual relationships you can have with young women, but a lot of them are not. And what is it about powerful men that they need to exert their power even over the partners who they are intimate with, right? This is about fragile um, egomaniacs who have no way of, I guess, keeping a relationship or being in a stable relationship with a woman of their own age or someone their own age. And so they prey upon younger people yeah. and younger women explicitly, again, either coerced, it could be of age and ultimately consensual, or just straight up through a sex trafficker. The pattern is there, y'all, and it it's just beyond me that yeah. these dudes, you got all the power and money in the world. Yeah, pick pick on someone your own age who's actually there, uh, not being paid to be there. Yeah, I um, you know this thing where age, the, the younger the better, and the beauty and all that. If you really think about it, it's not true. I mean, look at look at fifty year old women now. Okay, yeah. Do you know how old J Lo is? Okay. Girl. The point is, when you constantly are, it's entirely possible that you could fall in love with someone much older, much younger. Do you? But when you have a pattern that it always involves someone with much 
less life experience. That's not about beauty, it's about domination. See, a woman my age maybe has a mouth that you're not gonna like. Push back, I'll order my own food, okay? Your you own opinions, like it's not own even a mouth, opinion. it's just like you right. are a person, you're yeah. a fully developed adult. That's like. what I believe. This is what I believe it's it's about. But what about the brother? I just saw that as um, I want to be as relevant, even in a monster-like way, as uh, my deceased notorious sibling. Why are you even? Why? I, I just feel like the statement indicates that he seemed to enjoy, because that's what Jeffrey Epstein's play was too. Remember. Get you anything you want. People say, well, why was he doing all this to get, you know, this banking favors, whatever, perhaps. But also, he would keep things on these people, right? You're yeah. not really friends when someone keeps a file on you and you don't do what they say. And guess what, Fran? Don't forget, I got that paperwork. <laughs> totally. I got that paperwork. Okay. I'll give you the last word, but it just, um, it's, he, he, I just can't escape him. Mm-hmm. There's so much more that we don't even know. No, and I think what's wild is that the right is going to focus, of course, on Bill Clinton um, as if they think that somehow we on the left or progressives idolize Bill Clinton. I think yeah. the, quite the opposite, um, but not focus on the man currently running for president. Currently, you think Joe Biden, there's no Hunter there, no Hunter Biden, even though he's supposedly the sex pest. Nope, he's not on the list. Nope. Joe Biden, also not on the list. No Biden is on that list. Donald Trump, all over that list, right? And again, we don't know the specifics of whether he also went to the the island or whatnot. But it's just like it, it, we're supposed to forget that. Oh no, yeah. forget that, that they framed him or something. Mm-hmm. That's an AI image. I don't know, but it just again in the mind of the right in the MAGA right, it all sort of squares. Yes, the hunter of pedophiles was actually hanging out with a pedophile. Yeah. Well said. That was beautifully said. That's a perfect way to button it. <laughs> um, because, well, for today, Francesca, because I'm sure the next time we're together, there's a good chance that there'll be another development. Yeah. Because that's just the way it is when you live for so long in this fashion. And Jocelyn uh, Maxwell, hmm, she doesn't want any part of this, does she? Believe she's still innocent, or at least that's what she's saying. Isn't she vegan? She's vegan and is mad about the food she's getting, right? In prison, wasn't good enough. I believe we have the story on, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, So I hope she's eating well, you'll be in there a while. We just had the Jimmy Kimmel, Aaron Rodgers squabble where Kimmel said, no, you're not about to set me up with this nonsense. Mm -hmm. And now you have Cat Williams, he's an outrageous, no holds bar kind of comedian. Who is, it seems, blasting fellow comedians during an interview. Uh, we'll let you hear it for yourself. 1998, I'm doing this joke, it's on Comic View. Cedric comes to the comedy store, he watches me in the audience, he comes backstage. He tells me what a great job I did and how much he loves the joke. Two years later, he's doing that as his last joke on the Kings of Comedy. 
and he's doing it verbatim. He's just changed my car into a spaceship. The same Steve that went to go watch Mark Curry do his whole sitcom and then stole everything Mark Curry had. Now Steve got a sitcom where he the principal and he wear a suit and he, and then he gets this high top fade, making all black men think he got the best lineup in the business. And it's a man unit. For a five year period, every single movie that Kevin Hart did was a movie that had been on my desk that all I had said was just can we take some of this step and fetch it out and then I can do it like it don't need to be overtly homosexual because I'm not homosexual right it doesn't need that right. to be funny right mm -hmm. and and me saying that and them going oh yeah no problem and then going to give it to this other guy and having him do it just like it was Martin tried to put me in my first dress the, um, the Chris Tucker that we got now is Epstein Island Chris Tucker, oh, not Smokey. He was so egregious, I put in my contract that I won't work with Ricky Smiley again unless he's in a dress. Now, what was Ricky Smiley's next movie? Was it First Sunday? Did he wear a dress in it? You bet he did, it's in my contract. Most comedians don't get booed enough. I mean, this is how you end up with a Michael Blackson who's a real African doing a fake African accent. Okay, move, don't. Uh, that would be like me being on Joe Rogan. Joe don't want me on there. I need to be on Shannon. Joe, Joe got six comedians that never been funny. He want to push out. <laughs> okay, like I said, you know, the most revealing interviews are the ones where I didn't hear a single question from Shannon Sharp. Did you? <laughs> He didn't great, ask a thing. He didn't cut. have to. Okay. Here is your, what is that? It's brandy. Probably fine with their, whatever they're drinking. It looks good. It looks yeah, really it looks good. good. If you're listening as a podcast, looks like a, yeah. I don't know, a very like, I don't know, rare Cavassier. It looks yeah, good. It does. And I think he was handed that. The interview went down for two hour interview, two hours and 45 minutes conducted by Shannon Sharp on his Club Shay Shay show, went viral. Some of the people Kat named have started to respond. This ought to be good. Of Shay Shay on YouTube. Ricky Smiley responded on his morning radio show about the claims made about them working together on the movie next Friday. On the Ricky Smiley morning show on Thursday, Smiley told his radio audience he was originally meant to be Money Mike, but in hindsight, Mix Williams was the better choice. I had no reason to lie about that, Smiley said. They added the whole pimp twist to that character, which was actually a better decision and made it funnier. Smiley said of Williams's casting as Money Mike. There was no way in hell I could have executed that role like that. And I'm glad they made that decision. Personally, I liked the pimp role better, Smiley said. But the Santa Claus role was just perfect for me. AL.com. Williams also told Sharp, he had a clause placed in his contract that he would only work with Smiley if he was wearing a dress in his role. Smiley has frequently portrayed Bernice Jenkins, a comic bit where he plays a grandmother often while reading church announcements. The role originated with prank calls on 95.7 jams, Smiley said. Smiley said his future performance as Bernice Jenkins had nothing to do with Cat Williams's contract. Listing other black comics who performed Dressed as women for the sake of funny, Smiley said, that has nothing to do with my manhood being lessened for trying to play a role and trying to put food on the table for my family. Smiley said he was disappointed. 
He had to offer the explanation. Makes me sad the way that made my kids feel, he said of Williams's comments. Smiley went on to encourage his audience to buy tickets to Williams's upcoming <laughs> shows in Birmingham and Huntsville. That's brilliant. Uh, we want to wish Cat Williams nothing but the best, Smiley said. You see, that's a tactic and maybe genuine. Ricky Smiley's a good guy. Michael Blackson would also respond via Twitter. Here it is. Cat Williams is a very smart mouth. It's like N word. Took shots. Top 10 comedians alive today so we can all respond and make him relevant again. Mm. I believe that. I believe it. Right? Finally, Cedric, the entertainer. Oh, I can't wait for you to hear what you have to say about this. <laughs> it's a very tight community. Cedric would respond in the comments of a Shade Room post about the topic, revisionist history. Regardless of whatever Cat's opinion, my career can't be reduced to one joke Cat Williams claims is his. I've been in over 40 movies. My specials and brands speak volumes for who I am. The people I have put on, including Cat in the Hat at the Gibson Amphitheater, read Cedric's comment. He then went on to say, and all that tough talk is corny AF. I'm grown. Grown A man and none of that S gonna go like you think. You do you and I got this over here. Cedric <laughs> commenting in the shade room. Cedric denied the accusation on Instagram back in 2021 and said the space joke was his. Look, I have no idea what this brother's talking about, he said. That joke is over 30 years old, close to 30 something years old. I did the Kings of Comedy in 1999, probably. I've been doing that joke six, seven years before that. I don't even know if Kat was doing comedy then. Atlanta Black Star. It is a close knit community. I want to know what you think is. Um, is anything the death penalty that Cat Williams alleges? Because I heard that stealing jokes is like, you can't come back from that with you all. Yeah, but people do it all the time, especially mm. famous folks, right? Because they're the ones who can get away with it. Um, so that to me seems like maybe one of the most believable accusations. But it's true that Cedric's been in the game longer than Cat, and Cedric also helped put Cat up. And so it is weird that Cat would be like, maybe retroactively, like saying that you stole my joke. But yes, that is probably one of the more serious things you could levy at people. But again, it happens a lot. There's also synchronistic thinking. People have similar bits. Look, everything under the sun has been written and done generally. Um, but there also are people who like scoop. Look, if, if you're an unknown comic and some more famous person sees your joke, they could scoop your bit in two seconds and no one's wow. going to hold them accountable because they don't, wow. you know, you're a nobody. And so that happens a lot. But it does seem, look, I love Cat Williams. He is as entertaining yeah. there on that interview as he ever is. Yeah. I love him so much. But it definitely is just a marketing ploy of him talking yeah. a lot of smack in order to get people to pay attention to him. I think Michael Blackson's read was very, very correct. Yeah. And I think that Ricky perhaps suspected that too, which is why he went high, Michelle Obama. Totally. Because totally. If, they, if people He's like engage, buy tickets, go, <laughs> right? If they keep engaging, this is good. We know the clapback, that is cat. Okay. Remember that radio interview? And I like her. I don't even want to go there. Okay. Oh. It was in Atlanta. Wanda. Yes. Yeah, I think she's a great lady. Um, but it just was, I think if Cat Williams, and I'm a huge fan, if he was going to be on the radio with me that day, and I was, you know, the the sidekick type 
you know, she's supremely talented, but I might have called in sick because I just don't want to face it. Okay, he can do fire over there, fire there, fire there. It's so quick with it, the wit. Um, yeah, but I'll give you the last word. Um, do you think these other comedians would be in on it? And what do you make of Pat? He he drove it home a couple of times with being in a dress. Um, the the Kevin Hart, the Kevin the Hart Ricky. thing. We didn't see that response, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do think. It's a way to kind of like, you know, talk yourself up. You know, I'm not saying it wouldn't have happened that, like, you know, if you want to make notes, they'll go to someone else who will do um, exactly what the script says. And I'm sure Cat Williams has been given some trash scripts to, you know, to, to be in and trash movies. And I could say I have not seen a lot of Kevin Hart's, Hart's movies, but like, we know the dude will not turn down a paycheck. Like, he is a money making machine. He sells out massive audiences. He's also incredibly funny. But you know, none of the films are like, oh, that's a discerning comic. Like, like, yeah. you know, like it's just. Mm. But everyone has their different styles. So I'm curious. I'm waiting to see what Kevin Hart says. But again, it is. It's just talking smack, and that's that plays. Look, look at us talking about him. Now yeah. people might go see him live. I feel like the, the comics um, who you guys have to not just have thick skin. I really don't think Cat Williams is bothered by anyone. No, he does what he wants. He says what he wants, and. For you to be that kind of comedian, Chappelle either, perhaps. I think that that's just what, it just is what it is. I just think it's funny. I mean, with Chappelle, like at least Kat is getting some heat on him and some and some like headlines because he's calling out other comics and he's like just yeah. kind of being messy and he's not like punching down at the trans community who's already mm-hmm. the most, you know, victimized community in this country in terms of hate crimes uh, and, and suicide rates and whatnot. It's like, Handed to Cat that at least he's sticking among his own, which yes is the cardinal sin in in comedy, but maybe he's earned it at this point. Yeah, I probably would go on the Ricky route. I'm not going to clap back because <laughs> I just don't want the smoke. Unless you got to be committed to it, totally. because if you're going to go there, you got to be a game the whole thing. Um, but I love it. Very close knit community, and you're saying that joke stealing goes on all the time. All the time. I thought it was like you're out of here. You're out of the club. We'll never yeah, no, you. I wish. I wish. Okay. <laughs> Wow, good to know, man. Then anybody could do it. Okay. You're not in endorsing effect. it, but anybody could do it. Then I'll just, yeah. begin? Where do you begin? Well, we're going to begin with a male Karen trying to steal a box of Starbucks Stanley cups. That's where we're going to begin. A chaotic scene. Chaos broke out at a Target Starbucks location January 3rd when a male Karen jumped the counter 
and an attempt to steal limited edition winter pink Stanley cups. They're all the rage apparently. Now, this was on my daughter's list. I didn't even know what a Stanley was until a short time ago. And now, I mean, listen, don't you think we're doing too much with the Stanleys, including now creating chaos, violence? Get him, get him. Don't let him take the Stanleys. <laughs> um, the TikTok viral tumblers. And the Starbucks collaboration led to Target limiting the number of cups a customer could buy. Now, this is where it really gets annoying. Their popularity is causing long lines. But the male Karen lost any semblance of patience after some buyers had cut the line. He said, you know what? I'm gonna jump over the counter. And that's when he attempted to steal a Stanley Cup. After struggling with security, other customers in a physical scuffle, the man walked out of the store with a cup alongside a young person who was seemingly with him. Target staff said they would call law enforcement to deal with the issue. Which left some customers in the store so shaken, they were crying. So come on. They were crying. (laughs) Dexerto with the details. In an unexpected turn of events, the man returned to the store to apparently return his stolen cop. He returned to the scene of crime. Before walking out again, leaving Commenters confused. It's what you call unbothered. He caused all of that. Wanted all those Stanleys, fought with several people. I don't know why they even went after him, but I'll get your take on it, Fran. But then he came right back as if that wasn't him. It was him. <laughs> okay. Um, unpack it for us. And I'll need you to unpack the stamp because when I first learned about the story, I'm gonna be honest with you. I almost was going to side with him and I hadn't seen everything. Oh, you're one of those. Okay. I, they're big, they're bulky, and they hold too much. This beverage. is not a Stanley Cup. This okay. is an Elo, people. There are other brands of massively, comically large. I thought we lost her to the Stanleys. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> look. Yeah, they're all the rage. I'm supportive of the rage because it is like you're not using bottled water. You're putting water in there, most likely. It's fine. But I love the way that they went after him. And it's because, Sharon, they wanted the Stanleys themselves. Like if they were just in line for like, you know, a venti, you know, whatever, coffee, they were like, no, who cares? Um, But it was like, no, that's our pink Stanley, get him, get him. And granted, all he was doing was being impatient because dude can't wait. It's like, calm down, you're in a target. Um, And I love the way he doesn't even go through the back. He just jumps over the (laughs) counter right through. Um, And the craze is such that they will defend their Stanley Cups and their pink limited edition Stanley Cups. Okay, I guess. I get it. The whole thing's ridiculous. I love my favorite part is how he comes back, as you mentioned, and just returns the cup, one cup that he stole. Like, you know, George Costanza the next day saying, I didn't quit my job. And he's like, doopy doo, this is fine, right? We'll see. With all of these things, I'm just glad there wasn't actual law enforcement. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that this, there would be an interaction. I don't know if Target's as much as the other big box store with the smiley face, they check the receipts, but. Right. I did find it fascinating that all of these bystanders, Samaritans, whatever you want to call them, get him. They turned into a mass mob. Uh, You used to only see at midnight on Thanksgiving, okay, trying to get into the stores, get the sales. Um, And I did find that an interesting case study, if you will. Target seems to be blowing it off, though they did limit. I don't know how you feel about that. They said, we 
There's such a craze here. We've got to limit the amount of Stanley. Can't they just make more pink ones? And then this is a ploy like the Cabbage Patch Kids years ago. And they're highly coveted. You can't find them. Every kid must have this one. McDonald's had little games that they were playing to give some away. And now they're doing it with these pink Stanleys. And I know kids who, if you're a hardworking single mom, and you go to buy these expensive, they're so expensive. How much are they? Are they like $30, $40? I mean, yeah. that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. And yeah, you that's can too look much. around and you hand it to a small child with no job who eats for free, lives for free. And they give it back to you and say, it's my phone. <laughs> Spoken so like the, the mom one. of a preteen. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I think they're, it's like when the Jordans, people were robbing people for the Jordans and you know the whole thing. I think we've got to really look at this issue because it's, it may not be healthy. I like the environment. I, I like support. What it's doing. I support. Right. I say more, All less, right. less plastic water bottles, more Stanleys. I'm going to leave it alone. Okay. But I do think we need to at least monitor this thing. It's <laughs> okay, we got to monitor it. If this person were not such a criminal, the scouts would have found him a long time ago. We found him a long time ago. Never seen hops like this in my life. Not even 23. Number 23, the greatest basketball player of all time. I don't know if he had hops like that. What was that? A defendant. A man dives at the judge after a sentencing hearing. He was not in the mood. Watch it again. Do probation I appreciate that, but I think it's time that he gets a taste of something else because I just can't with that history. In accordance with the laws of state of Addis Court. Now, did you see that? It's no laughing matter, but it's it's extraordinary what we've just witnessed. And he had a running start. He was way back there. The judges sitting on the bench. The lawyer, fast. The, the, he, he's lightning fast. But again, the hops, he jumped so high. And I don't know how he did that. We'll give you some background. Incident happened in Las Vegas. They've got to change protocols there, folks. Deobra Reedon, 30, three-time felon inside Clark County District Court, Judge Mary K. Holfus, courtroom for sentencing on a charge of attempted battery with substantial bodily harm, record said. Eight News Now with the details now right there. Three-time felon, battery, okay. You would think that the bailiffs would be posted up better. And I'm not blaming them. Because who knew he was like, like kangaroo, he jumped so high. And again, so quick, there it is again. Incredible. It's incredible. Let's give you the other details on this one. In the video of the hearing, Reed explained to the judge that he'd already been to prison and pleaded to be given another chance because he was, quote, in a better place. 
Now, this is proof positive. People lie to them. They'll say anything to get out of something. A split second later, he was in another place, not a better place. In response, Judge Mary Kay Holthus reminded him of his extensive criminal record, citing three felonies, nine misdemeanors, multiple DVs, as in domestic violence offenses. I appreciate that, but I think it's time that you get a taste of something else, she responded to him. Before she could even read him his prison sentence, though, all hell broke loose. Stunning. 62-year-old judge sustained unspecified injuries. Her condition is being monitored. The Times reported a courtroom marshal was also injured, sustaining a bleeding gash on his forehead and a dislocated shoulder. As for Mr. Reedon, he's inside Clark County Detention Center where he faces additional charges, battery of a protected person. Uh, this is a mess. We thank the root for filling in other details for us. Uh, the judge could have been a lot worse. You know, I read other reporting. She did not have to go to the hospital, but she was she was injured. But it could have been Fran so much worse. And yeah. I just look at the protocols here. Now I'm gonna give you the floor, but I gotta say this: Bird would have never let anyone get that close to Judge Judy. Look where Bird was posted at all times on the show. She's posted in the same place on the show. Now, they, she only has Bird. That's all she had was Bird, okay? There were several people there, and I'm not blaming them. And there's, they, when it goes on, you see the defense attorney who's just kind of peeking over. He's taking in all that and saying, come on, man, don't do this. You're good. He's not good. He's not good, okay? The, the assistant, the clerk even got in some, I mean, these they were tired. This guy is an incredible, apparently criminal, but also an athlete. And I don't know what you do about that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is incredibly scary uh, what happened to that judge. And uh, I am, it's just a terrifying incident. Uh, I do wanna say though, I don't have a lot of love for our justice system. And I do think that far too many people who maybe don't have the kinds of charges that Redden has, um, but who who don't have like the most severe charges, maybe it's drug charges, um, you know, or theft or whatnot, often get held without bail, often don't get their probation. Um, by judges, you know, every single day. So again, our justice system is very skewed against specifically Black Americans who are disproportionately the ones in prison and off, obviously disproportionately facing the kinds of you know economic hardship that often comes with a white supremacist uh, country that we have. <laughs> so all of that aside, I want to say I have no love for our justice system, but nobody deserves to be tackled in that manner. Um, but I can, you know, look, I don't know. I don't know what exactly these charges were. I don't know how long ago they were. I don't know, you know, how much he has changed or hasn't changed. I do know, however, that there is someone who is being who is has 91 charges hanging over him oh. and he's allowed to walk free and he's allowed to hold rallies wherever he wants. And that's Donald Trump, a former president. Um, is he a danger to society? You damn right he's a danger. Mm -hmm. He's a danger to everybody. He incited mm -hmm. an insurrection against this country and he's out there saying we have to get rid of the vermin. In once I'm back in power. So take that for what you will. Yeah. You know, I think you make some strong points. Redden is very dangerous. We're not using him as the case study. We are just gobsmacked by his, again. Did you see? Remember in school where we'd have to do the 
Well, you're maybe younger than me. I was going to say the standing broad jump. Oh, the yes, the distance jump, hardest one. And you had to, you know what I mean? And that really showed your strength. And <laughs> how, this guy, how did he get over there? Yeah, that's a long jump. And I, yeah, I'm glad she, she wasn't hurt. Um, but I do think you make a strong point about the broken justice system. Who's heard, perhaps who's not. He'd been in front of this judge before. I'm not blaming the judge. But she had clearly made up her mind, right? He's trying yeah. to plead his case. And I think um, you are correct. The affluenza team, remember the affluenza mm-hmm. team? I'm mm-hmm. so privileged, I don't follow the rules. Somebody listen to him. I think he got off after doing damage, carnage, bloodshed yeah. again and again, then like ran away or something. Yeah. Somebody actually listened. Some judge bought the affluenza defense. I'm not saying it was this one, but somebody bought it. Somebody listened to that privileged kid who actually. Cause great bodily harm. I gotta get the details straight in my head, but this is what he did. So frustration should never get like that. I will say it again though, be careful who you believe, be careful who you listen to. Because he said right before he did that, look, I'm in a better place now, Judge. Right. No, no, sir, Mr. Redden, you're you're not in a better place. We know where you are today. And I don't know when you'll be getting out. Uh, but that was extraordinary, and people have been reacting to it ever since the news broke and the video began. I love him. Never met him, and I love him. I can tell what a sweet kid, three year old, just being three, just being three. I wish I could squeeze him, and so does his family. A three year old little boy. Just being three inside his family's apartment, New Year's Eve, and a bullet. One of those celebration shots in the air for New Year's hits him in the head, and he's gone. Senseless, disgusting, stupid. Three year old, Braden Smith, dead. After lingering on life support for days, Ugh. police confirmed on Wednesday afternoon three year old Braden Smith died after he had been on life support since being struck in the head by a stray bullet New Year's Eve. Just the sweetest kid. It's, um, it's hard. These aren't just cases and victims and shoot, they're actual people, people who are loved, children. Details from Memphis's KKTV Channel 11. Police say Braden was hit with what's called celebratory gunfire. You perhaps have been unfortunate enough to hear it on New Year's Eve, maybe the 4th of July. First, you think it's fireworks, and then maybe someone like a little boy falls to the ground. Memphis Police Department says three year old Braden Smith was shot by a stray bullet while inside his family's apartment on New Year's Eve, WMC reporting. Officers responded to the scene just before 6 p.m. Sunday. The toddler was rushed to the hospital in critical condition after he was hit by the bullet, which came through the window of the apartment. All the Memphis stations covering this, Channel 11 also filling in. When Braden was on life support, his grandmother, Tasha Davis, asked for the perpetrator to surrender to authorities. In an interview with WREG, she warned at the time, it's not looking good. It's not looking good for the toddler. 
awful. We thought it was fireworks. It's just, I, I keep it up. Keep it up. Look at what a sweet, sweet boy. A sweet ass. boy. Cute. And I just, it's, it shouldn't matter what he looked like, but I love him. I feel <laughs> his, I feel him. Why? It's so senseless. I'll give you the quote from Grandma Davis. We thought it was fireworks. We realized it was gunfire. We turned around and looked back and Braden was on the floor. Braden was three. He's a baby. I don't have my grandson. My daughter doesn't have her son. He's on life support. This is closer to the incident, New Year's Eve. At the time he was, she ended by saying, turn yourself in. So whichever coward did this knows they did it. Not in custody, police may not know. Hope they have some leads. But you're out there and apparently you're able to live with yourself, sustain yourself and you're just fine as life goes on for you. And a black star giving us more. The toddler was not the only child in the apartment when the shooting started. He was accompanied by his six year old brother when a bullet penetrated the front window, according to the grandmother. Laban Heard Children's Hospital in Memphis, the hospital that treated Braden, treated more than 170 children, 170, for gunshot wounds in 2023. Two weeks before Braden's shooting, a 15 year old was shot in the apartment complex near the corner of Danny Thomas Boulevard and Georgia Avenue in the New Pathways neighborhood. Fox 13, Memphis reporting that. Like in Braden's case, the police said the shooter was nowhere to be found at the scene. Stranger. Teenage victim survived his wounds. Well, that time. Hmm. Lana Blackstar notes that while Tennessee has very relaxed gun laws allowing most citizens to carry openly without a permit, Assistant Police Chief Don Crow says celebratory gunfire is illegal. Quote, do not shoot guns for celebration, said Crow, who came to the apartment after Braden was shot. Seen firsthand the devastation caused by the shooter. He added, the bullets will come down somewhere. If those bullets come down and hit a person, it will injure a person. It is a crime to shoot a gun in celebratory gunfire. I mean no disrespect to police chief Don Crow. It's one of the dumbest statements ever uttered, and not because it's not true. It's nothing to do with the chief. The fact that he even has to say that is the dumb part. Mm-hmm. Ignorant, you don't care about anybody but you. I never had the training, but I also know you're a narcissist, okay? We already know it's dangerous. Why are you doing this? I, yeah. I think it's intentional, I do. And I'm not saying they meant to shoot Braden, three-year-old who had his whole life ahead of him, Fran. But I, it's intentional because if you go out and do something that reckless, I, I can't give you the grace of you didn't mean it. Exactly, but they didn't care. And 
Only in America. I mean, mm. if you needed another piece of evidence that we have a gun problem, it's that when we're excited and happy, we also shoot guns that kill people. When we're sad and angry, we shoot guns that kill people. When we're just, you know, in a traffic jam or we get into a fight, we shoot guns and we kill people. Tale is all the time in this country and it is so sad. We need gun buyback programs, we need gun control, we need to save the lives of children who, yes, the leading cause of their death in this country is gun violence, right? And everyone wants to politicize it, especially the right. You know, they don't care about this story. Why? Well, because it was probably in a black neighborhood and Braden's black. And it's like, no, okay, black on black crime. That's what we have to talk about. Stop talking about police, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, man, it it's everything. It is mass shootings. It is uh, every community has gun violence. Every single one of them. It is the police. If you actually care about protecting police, you should rein in the amount of guns that are in our streets and in our homes. So, yeah, it is so devastating. I I can't imagine what the family's going through, but my God, we are so stupid. We are just Yosemite. We're a country of Yosemite Mm -hmm. Sams. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what it is. If you have so many guns that you could afford to just kind of like go out and just pop them off in the air. And is there not one decent person in a field of idiots who would say, <laughs> hey, man, don't do that. Yeah. It's just because everybody's doing it. You do it. I'm just, I'm just so disgusted. And there's just no solution because they don't want there to be a solution. But the gun companies are proud. I'm sure they're very Indeed. proud and wealthy and they want, they probably have a lobbyist. Well, I don't want to get sued. But some, I'll just put it this way, some people would like this celebratory gunfire to continue, continue. I think it should end yesterday and so does Tasha Davis because her three-year-old grandson is not with her anymore. Outrageous. Lululemon, the founder is admitting, don't want certain customers. That's what the founder said, okay? So if you wanna keep purchasing, um, it's not a day-to-day operation for him, but I'm just telling you what the founder of Lululemon uttered. Her Newsweek, Lululemon founder Chip Wilson has criticized the company for its continued push towards inclusivity, because that is dangerous. I added that. In 2023, numerous companies were targeted for consumer boycotts, notably Anheuser-Busch for advertising with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Target for its LGBTQ plus pride products. Company drew months of attention and calls for boycotts that hurt its financial bottom line. This is what you're worried about. This is so dangerous. Lululemon made headlines last year for a different reason. Two female employees. At a Peachtree Corners Georgia store were terminated. What the company described as breaching company policy after they confronted mass shoplifters. The company was deemed woke in the same vein as the aforementioned companies. Wilson, who left the company in 2015, okay, so he's no longer there, told Forbes in a new interview that he has a distaste for Lululemon's whole diversity and inclusion thing. That's what he said, that's a quote. And the appearance of the people in its ads who he claims look unhealthy, sickly, and not inspirational. 
They're trying to be like the gap, everything to everybody, Wilson said. And I think the definition of a brand is that you're not everywhere or not everything to everybody. You gotta be clear that you don't want certain customers <laughs> coming in. This is, I thought you were trying to make money. If more customers came in, could the prices go down? Asking for a friend, okay? Chip Wilson does not speak for Lululemon. His comments do not reflect our company views or beliefs. The Lululemon company spokesperson told Newsweek via email, Chip has not been involved with the company since his resignation from the board in 2015. And we are a very different company today. They didn't mince words there. Distance, so they blocked, okay, like part of the O-line. And then they dissed him, said, uh, he's out of here. He's been gone for years and we don't want any part of him. We're different now. Wilson has a $6.9 billion net worth, largely attributed to the formation of Lululemon in 2000, taking the company public in 2007. However, in 2013, he later resigned as chairman and then removed himself completely in 2015, following similar weight-related comments that offended enough of the brand's consumer base to stir change. So that explains it because billionaires always think they're so clever. We have, we just must hear what you're thinking. Don't edit your thoughts. Wilson told Bloomberg in a 2013 interview, frankly, some women's bodies just don't actually work for the pants. I'm personally offended by that. Okay. It's really about the rubbing through the thighs. How much pressure is there over a period of time? How much they use it? Has he ever heard anybody scrutinize a man's body like this? He later issued an apology that was posted online through a petition, though a petition went viral requesting more sincerity in addition to change in Lululemon's clothing styles to cater to those with larger sizes. So posted statement tells me, somebody posted it. I don't know if it was him. Newsweek notes Lululemon and its CEO, Calvin McDonald, okay? Subscribe to a variation of the typical diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, that is supported or admonished by consumers. Company encourages inclusion, diversity, equity, and action, idea it's called, that focuses on systemic changes following conversations with underrepresented employees. I don't mind that. Uh, that statement there. I don't know why you even have to have conversations with underrepresented employees. I mean, you see what you're doing, you know, the former CEO is, but otherwise, um, they say they're committed to it. We'll see. The initiative includes more funding for DEI related objectives and an expansion of training, learning, development. IDEA has been allocated $5 million in its annual budget with an additional $3 million towards the company's social impact program. Here to be. 2020, Lululemon hired a global head of IDEA, whose team includes more than 20 members. That team grew to include four advisory committees, an executive steering committee, multiple task force, and more than 11 work streams dedicated to inclusion. However, the three plus year old initiative has had some negative ramifications, according to a story published by Business of Fashion in November. Publication. Interviewed 14 current and former Lululemon employees, including sales associates, global ambassadors, corporate managers in the US and Canada, who collectively described a corporate culture that is unwelcoming of black people. 
After the closing of Lululemon's Hyde Park location in Chicago, six of the store's 16 former employees reportedly filed complaints, alleging racial discrimination with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Yeah. So maybe they do need more conversations. Maybe I should take that back. Um, either, here's the thing about DEI it's so cool and clever, man, for everyone to say it. Okay, this is who we are, la, la, la. Uh, but if you're not authentic, if it's not really what you're doing and it's just what you're saying, you're pretending to go through the motions, it becomes really clear yeah. quickly. And I, they, you know, they say, the new CEO, the spokesperson now says, we're much different than we were in 2015 when the other guy left the founder. He said stuff like that. That's not who we are anymore. Well, that's up for debate. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is such a actually kind of a deep story, but I um, just briefly want to agree with you that uh, the whole um, up uproar from the right about diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, including in brands like Lululemon. Um, remember that they're just doing that to cover their butts, right? What happened in 2020 was that we had a massive racial awakening. We understood um, for the however manyth time that uh, black Americans are discriminated against routinely and especially by the cops and can lose their lives. Hello, George Floyd. Um, it mobilized everyone and even corporate cr- communities and corporate culture were like, hmm, hey, maybe Lululemon is really about white chicks. And we just celebrate white chicks and this is for white chicks. And this is for like, you know, white chicks with a lot of money too, right? And so maybe we need to change our ways and that's what they did. And on top of that, they had this dude's legacy, which of course Lululemon was created by a man. It's one thing if it was like for white (laughs) chicks by white chicks, but no, it's by an old boomer dude who spends his time judging women's butts and like what they look like and their body the types and the, ch- the, the chafing thighs. of thighs. Like, <laughs> homie, come on, let's everyone see you in a speedo and see yeah, how that homie. works out. Like, so it's just it's just so gross to me that this guy is behind it. I've never been able to afford Lululemon. I've never bought Lululemon, um, and now I'm sort of happy that I haven't. But just remember yeah. that people do like even when they have these programs, it doesn't mean they're making good on them. And of course, Lululemon should actually treat its workers, its employees with that sort of you know aspirational dignity that they say when they hire a consultant firm that basically tells them, hey, don't be racist and have models of color in your advertisements mm-hmm. and in your stores. That's all mm-hmm. they do. And they're yeah. like, oh, I never thought about it. Okay. And they still can't get it right. No, they can't. And thank you for saying that. And I agree with you, homie. Okay. It's just like, like, just stop it. You know what I mean? And you're exactly right. We know the bodies for years. You know, I'm probably on the curvier side and certain things aren't going to fit me well. But it also pains me for this reason. We're adults, okay? You're a mom, I'm a mom. There are little girls, brown girls who are just, they just want to be included. And they're running around and they want to be part of this Lululemon craze much. (laughs) Our pocketbooks can't take it anymore, please stop. And I just don't want them to know that they may not be wanted. Even though that that could be the reality here, it seems it certainly has been at some point. And there are many challenges that remain. It just hurts me because at a certain point, they're just a kid and you just want to be part of this thing, even though I don't don't go along with the group kids. Be your own thing. Do your own thing. Your body's beautiful. You're gonna be great. Yes. Okay. I'm not the best motivational speaker, but she can do it. But here you have. These internal workings and people sitting around and doing this marketing, Fran, 
And I think there are so many who are saying, well, this isn't for her. It's only for her, Miss yes. Yoga or something. To say that we don't want a certain type of customer is just like, it's so racist. Just say what you mean. We know what you mean. And it's like, and it's it reminds me, remember when Tommy Hilfiger found out that like, like black kids were wearing his outfits and he was like, oh, I don't want that. Yeah, and he was like, whoops, about that. like that's, no, but all the time, right? This happens all the time. Luxury brands, unless you're a famous rapper in which they're like, oh, okay, money. Um, then it's all good. But like, again, they just don't want, they want everyone to wear it except for certain people. And and you're like, no, that's not how brands are built. Actually, you don't have to do that. You can you can be for certain people. REI it feels like for outdoorsy people, Lululemon for active people. But you know, like beyond yeah. that, what are we doing? Yeah. And they're cutting the clothes for certain bodies. I'm telling you, 100. Okay? Of course, you know. And suddenly, now that the Kardashians are out there for everyone to take in. There's more room in certain areas of certain items, <laughs> mm-hmm. but before that, it was like, oh well. Um, but right. you said it so well, and and I appreciate you. It's just enough is enough. Yeah. SpaceX, um, founded by you know who, accused of firing workers critical of him, Elon Musk. If you had that much money, would you be that thin skinned? You don't need to. According to Bloomberg, SpaceX has been accused by the US Labor Board of illegally firing eight employees over an internal letter sharply critical of CEO Elon Musk, who apparently is perfect and not allowed to criticize him. Regional director of the National Labor Relations Board issued a complaint against SpaceX Wednesday, alleging the company illegally interrogated, surveilled, retaliated against workers. Agency spokesperson Kayla Blado said in an email, fired workers include authors of a 2022 open letter protesting quote, inappropriate disparaging sexually charged comments on Twitter by Musk. Their attorneys wrote when they brought the case in 2022. I mean, just look at the words being used here, interrogated, surveilled, retaliated. It's like, I'm thinking of a dictator or something. That's how dictators roll. Bloomberg with the details. The NLRB's complaint alleges that SpaceX management told workers it had terminated the employees because of their open letter, restricted others from distributing it, and threatened terminations if they engaged in collective action. Okay. At SpaceX, the rockets may be reusable, but the people who build them are treated as expendable. One Mm. of the workers, Paige Holland Thielen, said in an email statement. I'm hopeful these charges will hold SpaceX and its leadership accountable for their long history of mistreating workers and stifling discourse. Company formerly known as Space Exploration Technologies Corp didn't immediately respond to requests for comment. The trial is set to begin March 5th, NLRB set. Again, Bloomberg giving us the details. In June 2022, a group of employees circulated an open letter through internal SpaceX communication channels, criticizing Musk's online behavior and calling on the company to denounce and distance itself from his public comments. Elon's behavior in the public sphere is a frequent source of distraction and embarrassment for us, particularly in recent weeks, the letter stated. Shortly after the letter circulated within SpaceX, multiple employees associated with drafting the letter, they were fired. Mm 
ushered out. Complaints issued by NLRB prosecutors are considered by agency judges whose rulings can be appealed to the NLRB members in Washington and then federal court. The agency has the authority to order companies to reinstate fired workers and provide back pay, but generally can't hold executives personally liable for alleged wrongdoing or issue any punitive damages. Federal law protects employees' right to communicate and protest collectively about their working conditions with or without a union. While Musk has declared himself a free speech absolutist, his companies have repeatedly been accused by the US government of trying to silence workers. Last year, SpaceX settled a claim that it illegally tried to stifle an employee's speech. Now, Bloomberg also notes that separately, Musk's social media company, X, settled with a former employee who an NLRB regional director had concluded was illegally fired for protesting a return to office mandate. NLRB also ruled Musk's electric car maker, Tesla, Tesla Inc., illegally fired an activist and that Musk threaten workers on social media. Tesla's appealing in federal court. You know, there's a thing about discourse, Francesca. I tend to think um, it may not always be fun. There's a way you could do it. Mm-hmm. But we seem to live in a world where there's just these thin skinned leaders. And anyone who, you know, you have a post, a meeting after a big project drops, or maybe you do it after your comedy set. Maybe with your husband, I don't know, who says, you know, you want to know that the energy you got from the crowd was, what could I have done better? I was thinking about this, whatever. I don't know what you do, but I would assume that you maybe watch footage or get feedback. Sure. And I don't know that, um, I would think it's always positive, you're adored, but (laughs) I, I learned a lot from viewers who would write and say certain things. And as long as they didn't go too far and attack me personally, I sometimes I would, hey, this eyebrow is too high. I don't know. Okay. You mispronounced that. If I did, I did. <laughs> this eyebrow is too high. No, <laughs> no, no, no. First of but, all, you know, it's good to get some kind sure. of feedback instead of just being in your own head, your own opinion. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Elon Musk is in his own head, in his own opinion, and we are all stuck in his midlife crisis, which is known as uh, X. Um, also, just all the other companies that he owns. And let's remember, We associate SpaceX and Tesla with Elon Musk. However, there are thousands of hundreds of thousands of workers who work at these companies who are Mm. excel in their fields, who want to do good, who even believe in the company, right? They like what SpaceX does. They like what Tesla does, what it could be as stupid as I think the Cybertruck is, and they want it to be better. And at the helm is this 13 year old man baby um, who consistently tweets, not just misogynistic, but also transphobic and anti-Semitic things constantly, and it makes them look bad. And so that's what they're saying is, hey, can we do something about this complete wild card that is supposedly leading us? Because we're all here to work and do serious stuff, and we are being bogged down by the CEO. And can can this can we can we get something going? And when you do an open letter, when you write an open letter, it's because that's your last recourse. That is, mm-hmm. you've you've run things up internally up the chain. You've you've it's fallen on deaf ears. So hats off to these workers. They lost their jobs, some of them, but the, they will not lose the battle, right? Or the war, excuse me. The war is ongoing and it is to hold CEOs like Elon Musk accountable for their actions. We saw Lululemon, again, a guy who was thankfully let go by the board after however many racist and bigoted comments. So 
again, this is starting the ball rolling. And finally, final thought, the NLRB under Biden, as much as I criticize Biden for what he's doing now in the Middle East, the NLRB is actually doing some good things and bringing a case against SpaceX for their retaliatory retaliatory actions on these workers is huge and would not happen under a Republican president. Remember Mm -hmm. that. What's more to say? Well, there's this one, okay? I, I think what you said is spot on, okay? Um, and yes, a case needs to be made here. But I do think, you know, as one of the commenters said after the Karen segment, these people should be studied. What is it about these billionaires? Okay? They can say whatever. Look at the comments. You just outlined the things that Elon Musk says. And I know other guys. Well, he's not a billionaire, he just claimed to be for years. but. Say whatever you want about everybody else. The minute somebody criticizes you, I didn't even read anything that was that bad in their little statement they circulated. Mm-hmm. You are, you're out of here. I'm going to ruin your life. That's what it means sometimes when people don't have their jobs anymore. You're ruined. What is it about people who have everything at their disposal? Oh, maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. I mm-hmm. always wanted people to tell me the truth. Please tell me the truth. And maybe I was self-critical. Which could be a blessing and a curse, but are they not? They don't possess any of that, huh? No, they. It's again with great power, I guess, comes great fragility. I don't know why, Sharon. I keep on saying this. If I had that much money, you'll never hear from me again. No. Bye bye, bye bye. Yeah, you'd see a bot. You wouldn't know what I look like. <laughs> There'd be a bot. <laughs> there would just be a bot. Uh, but you know, give people their jobs back and knock it off. He's clapping back at who? Dave Chappelle over Dave's latest special. Here we go. Little Nas says, hold up now. Per the root, Dave Chappelle's latest Netflix comedy special, The Dreamer, aired Sunday, was controversial for several reasons. The comedian made jokes about the trans and disabled community for one. Additionally, Chappelle, well, targeted Little Nas X. And he heard you. Chappelle's Netflix special, he explains how he met Little Nas X for the first time. I met this N at a party, had no idea who he was. But the minute he walked in that party, I knew I was in his dream. Everybody in the party was another dreamer. Everyone was famous, but when that N walked in, he was dressed like C-3PO. He was shining. Everyone was like, "Oh my God, there he is, that's Little Nas X. I didn't know who he was, Dave Chappelle, the dreamer. He continued to say that Nas X wanted him to be in one of his videos, which left Chappelle confused. He then made quips about interactions he imagined the artist would have had with one of his teachers about his intended video, Montero, call me by your name. Candace McDuffie with The Root has the reporting. What do you want to be when you grow up, little Nas X? That end stood up in front of the whole class. I want to be the gayest end that ever lived. I want to do a music video, slide down a stripper pole all the way to the depths of hell. Well, I'll read the rest and <laughs> suck the devils. Yeah, at 10 o'clock on BET while all the kids are awake and can see me. Shockingly, that was the only dream that worked out. Dave Chappelle, the dreamer. 
But of course, Nas X was not going to let that happen without responding on X, formerly Twitter. He replied, y'all gotta let call me by your name go. Me and the devil broke up three years ago. Y'all acting like children of divorce. Whoa. <laughs> hey. Okay, there you see it. And he's got Dave, the clip. Nas X also announced his new single and video. Why not? Getting the attention, perfect time to announce it. It's coming next week, the promo of which featured an illustration of him dressed as a priest with the caption, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, amen. Mm, I need Madonna. you to unpack this because, and I hate to keep going, but this is what you do. Um, it's comedians, should they be judged? Is the content, there's nothing off limits. Is he punching? Is it creative anymore? Does he need to move on? Talking about Chappelle and what do you make of Little Nas X clapping back in his way? Yeah, I think Little Nas X's response was perfect. I mean, he wasn't that incensed. He was just making a joke of it. We broke up three years ago. Get over it. And the reality is, is that that's probably one of the least offensive jokes in Chappelle's new special. I have not watched it. I've seen the other. I saw the last one. I'm good. I'm cool on the amount of transphobic hatred that he spews. The Little Nas X joke. It might be a little funny, but it truly is a right wing take about what everyone was freaking out about at the time. Was which was a very talented musician, Lil Nas X, who has some of the most creative songs, who, yeah, is an openly gay black man who flaunts himself. And it's like, how many can you name? Very few. I mean, he is doing what it, like Madonna did at the time, except he's black and gay. Like that is, it's actually pretty groundbreaking. And it's actually, I mean, the, the rise it got out of Chappelle is exactly the rise that he wanted it to get. But again, Chappelle is just using it as ultimately like making fun of him for being gay and for like, you know, the stuff with the devil. And it's like, yeah, but he's super talented. And he actually like does new stuff, unlike yourself, my dude. Cause like, I used to like your comedy and now, I don't know. I feel like it's you just need therapy. For you. It's getting the stale? hatred's getting stale. Mm. But yeah, I mean, nothing's nothing's off limits as long as it gets a laugh. The problem is once you reach a level of fame, anyone mm-hmm. in your audience will immediately laugh at whatever you say. I mean, you could he could literally slip on a banana peel and people would act like they never saw that before. So wow. at what point is all of that laughter? Huh. Is it genuine? Or if I got up on stage and said that, would anyone laugh at that? Probably not. Yeah, I think you said some very um, eye-opening things, at least to me. Um, <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. If you think of it that way, uh, followers, I don't want to call people groupies, but like you're going to get the courtesy laugh. Anyway, I hadn't thought of that. Exactly. And the Madonna reference, I think, is brilliant too and explains it you know, just perfectly because that's what's going on here. Right. Um, that's what's going on. Little Nas X, absolutely. Remember um, the panic then? Satanic yeah. panic. Oh, how could she do that with a priest? Like absolutely. a prayer. Oh my God. And that was a groundbreaking video. I once sat with a, the actor and a serious actor, Leon. Remember he was in that? And he talked to me about it. And it was, it was very wow. extraordinary how she I had to that. get him to do it. Um, he was, but anyway, um, <laughs> in the same vein, Little Nas X. I want you to tell us again um, about where people can find you yeah. and um, enjoy your commentary, your take on things. Yes, uh, at Franny Fio on all the things, youtube.com slash Franny Fio is where you can find the live Bituation Room podcast. Tuesdays, Fridays, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, or listen wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I'll be listening. I um, 
do intend at some point to get to your show. I don't Hell want, yeah. sometimes a mom just wants to go solo. It doesn't mean we don't love her. Go solo. I love her. Agreed. But I want to enjoy myself without someone <laughs> saying, no, we're going to the bathroom together. We're doing everything together. I don't want to go to that restaurant. Sushi again. Uh, but we we love you, Fran. And thank you so much for um, well, putting up with me. Dr. Richie will be back soon. And I hope to be with you again because I think you're just the greatest. This is indisputable. I'm Sharon Reed in for Dr. Rashad Ritchie. I hope you'll be back.